Hey guys, Candace Eisner here with you again this week. And this week I wanted to give you a little tip about focusing on your marketing. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Hey, you guys. I hope everybody's doing well on this uh, Monday morning, or at least Monday as I release the podcast. Can you believe it is almost March? I know, I've probably said this on like a bunch of different podcast episodes. I'm sure I have that I just can't believe how the time has flown. But really, like, it's almost spring. That is crazy stuff. <laughs> I know, you might be listening to this at like a completely different time of the year. I might be going, it's not really spring, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> anyway, let me jump into this topic before I go off on a tangent, as I often am prone to doing. So here's a quick tip for working on your marketing. So... Have you ever felt super overwhelmed by all the choices available to you with your marketing? Because you probably have. A lot of us have. I have. Everyone has, right? You've got all these different choices for reaching your clients. Like you've got Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest and email marketing and blogging and doing a podcast just like this one and any other things you can think of that have to do with marketing. But thing is, my advice is you don't have to do everything you can just focus on one thing. Now, of course, that has a small caveat, and I'll get to that in a second. But like, really, you don't need to get on all the social platforms and write a weekly newsletter and come up with a new blog post every week and all that stuff. You've probably read articles on how Facebook is the place to be or Instagram is the new thing and you have to be there to build your business or how somebody made millions of dollars on their email list marketing. And that's what you should do in order to do that. And, you know, no, you don't have to do it all. All of those things might have been right for the businesses that are writing about them, but it doesn't mean that it's right for you and your business. And besides, like, who has time for all that as solopreneurs or, you know, small business owners? You don't have time to do all that, not that and run your business too, right? So, well, what do you do? Do you just, like, throw that stuff all out and not do any of it? I know there, there's something else that you can do because, hey, you don't have to do all the things because that's just going to spread you too thin. And honestly, it's not going to be effective anyway, because not only are you not going to be focusing on any of the things, you're going to be trying to do all the things, but you're going to be stressed out while you're trying to do them. And that's going to make you even less effective. So pick one thing and focus on just doing that. Now, here's the caveat. You want to pick the one thing that's going to reach your clients the best. And by clients, I mean your ideal clients, the people you'd really like to bring into your business, practice, gym, whatever kind of environment you work in. So that means you got to do a little research. You can't just guess. So who are those ideal clients? You know, you should know who that is. And please don't say all people. Truthfully, there isn't a business on the planet that has all people as their ideal target clients. Like, that just doesn't exist. I'm sorry, everyone. I know sometimes you want to say, well, my services are for everyone, and I feel you on that. I really do. But it doesn't really work that way. Every business, including your own, has those ideal target clients. 
Like, here's an example when you're thinking about um, advertising from bigger companies. Let me, let me sort of break it down in a way that might make sense for you if you've never heard of this idea before or if you're having a hard time with it. A lot of laundry detergent companies create ads that are targeted at women, especially women with kids or bigger families. Now, is that because only women do laundry? Some women might like to make you think that that's true, but no, that's not true at all. In fact, I can tell you at my house, it's actually my husband who is super picky about the laundry and we actually do our own laundry because uh, if I did his laundry, he probably would be really unhappy with me. So hey, it's not just women who do laundry, right? Obviously. But the laundry detergent companies know that in a lot of families in North America, it is still that way. It is still the women who are making a lot of the household purchases, and it's still the women who do a lot more of the laundry. That's just how it is. Especially women with kids, right? They have way more loads of laundry to do every week, and so they're thinking about, you know, what laundry detergent might be the best to get the job done the best. So these laundry companies, obviously I'm not naming specific companies for a very good reason here. I'm not trying to advertise for anybody. But anyway, these laundry companies, they're making ads to appeal to the women because they know it's the women who are making the purchases, right? Because they know it's going to be more effective if you, you do your advertising to reach the people who are actually buying your product. So think about this with your own business, okay? You need to give some thought to who those ideal clients are. Who are the people who are reaching you? Who are the people who are most interested in what you do? Who are the people that you actually personally work best with? What areas of your career do you have more expertise in? So for example, if you're a nutritionist, maybe you have more experience with athletic nutrition and that's the people that you honestly work the best with, like you just have the best relationships with. Or if you're a massage therapist, maybe your area of working is with pregnant women or postpartum because you've got that extra training, you've got experience with that group, and you work really well with them and they love you back and it's just a great relationship, right? Whatever your ideal client is, whatever your target market is, you need to think of that when you're thinking about your plan for your marketing. And once you know that, then you can figure out where those people quote unquote hang out online. Are they big into one social media platform over another? Are they always checking and reading their emails? You know, some groups, especially business people, are in their email inboxes all the time. Like, I'll just tell you, I have friends from all different walks of life. I have friends who work in big business. I have friends who are entrepreneurs. I have friends who are in healthcare, lots of friends in healthcare, given I used to be in healthcare myself. I know people who are in their 20s and I'm good friends with them. I have you know, people in their 60s and I'm good friends with them and everything in between. So I'm sure there's lots of you out there who feel that way too. Or you, you know, you have friends like that too. And I have one friend in particular who checks his email like pretty much constantly because he's expected to by work. So if I email him, I can expect to hear back. I mean, I don't tell him I expect to hear back right away, but unless he's on vacation, I'll hear back within like a couple of hours, max, max. And often if I don't hear back that quickly, it's because he was in a bunch of back-to-back -back meetings or something. I have other friends who like literally only check their email twice a week, <laughs> if that. In fact, here my brother who works um, for Michelin, like maybe checks his email once every three months or something. Like he so rarely checks his email. He's just not an email person. So with your clients, don't assume that they're checking their email and in their email all the time. If you work with a very specific niche, say you work with, now I don't, I don't mean to stereotype, but say you work with seniors, 
Seniors are probably less likely into the email. You know, again, I am stereotyping, but they're probably less into the email than someone, say, in their 40s, like myself, or I'm almost 40, um, who checks their email pretty regularly. So, you know, another example where you really do need to understand the group that you're working with in order to figure out where it is they hang out, quote unquote, online. And of course, another thing you know, is blogs, right? Like some people assume that everybody reads lots of blogs. In fact, you know, I was talking to a fellow entrepreneur the other day and he was asking a bunch of us, you know, could you give me some feedback? Which is relating to exactly what I'm talking about, by the way. Um, could you give me some feedback? Like, is there other blogs online you're reading? What kind of content are you reading? And he, you know, he asked a bunch of us. And like, I think all of us responded that none of us are reading blogs on the regular. And that kind of surprised him. So again, you need to know your target audience. If you think posting to a blog regularly is going to reach your your audience, the people you really want to book in with you, but they don't read blogs, that's not an effective form of marketing, no matter how hard you try. It's just not really going to work that well. So if you're not really sure where your target people hang out online, like you really have no idea whatsoever, well, ask. Ask the people in that group, ask friends and family who fall into that group, ask someone else to ask on your behalf. If you don't really know people, like try to start to make connections in that group so you can get that information in order to be effective in your marketing and meet more people in that group, right? That's just kind of common sense. It's important to know this information before you try to choose which method of marketing you're going to go with. Like, are you going to go with Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or Pinterest or blogs or whatever? That way you can pick something that actually is going to have the good potential of being effective. So at that point, then you can say to yourself, that's where you're going to focus on for, you know, for a period of time. Okay. What I would recommend is trying it for at least six months. That way you can start working on building an audience on that platform. Again, platform, I mean, Facebook, Instagram, blog, newsletter, whatever it is you're working on. And once you've got that one thing, it helps a heck of a lot because you're not going to be spreading yourself thin. You're not going to have to learn how to use a bunch of different platforms if you're not already familiar with them. You're not going to have to create content for each of the platforms that make sense. You're just focusing on one area and becoming good at focusing on that one area. Now, I do have a small word of caution here about this whole focusing on one thing idea. I definitely strongly recommend you do it. However, this doesn't mean you can totally ignore the basics of having a business in 2018. Or if you're listening to this later, I'm sure it's still going to apply in 2019 and 2020. By this, I mean all businesses in this day and age need to have a website. It's just how it works. So make sure you do have something together for a decent website. You know, it doesn't have to be something with tons of, you know, uh, content and, and something that's been, it, it was expensively designed by someone else. If you can't afford that, you don't have time for that at the moment, you're just starting out, something just small and simple is totally fine. But do have a website with at least some decent content on it that explains who you are and what you do, okay? Don't just go and put all your eggs in the social media or the email newsletter or whatever basket because that's not going to help you. You do need to have a website. And as well, for a lot of you business people, you know, having business cards and maybe a small brochure or a postcard is also helpful or kind of even expected, right? Like even in this digital age, people kind of expect to be able to take your business card to write like their next appointment time on or like to give to their colleague back at the office or whatever. It's just still kind of a thing that we do. 
um, especially in health and wellness careers, for the most part, like if you know for sure that like no one's ever going to take your business card for sure, don't bother buying them. Don't bother, you know, with the expense. When I first, just sort of a background here, when I first uh, started what I'm doing now is as an you know entrepreneur, I'm teaching people about marketing and helping people with their marketing efforts. Uh, I printed business cards because I was so used to having them as a healthcare provider that I kind of assumed I was going to need them. And it turns out I didn't really need them. I think I maybe handed out 30 business cards over, you know, over the short of a short period of time when I first started out. And now it's all online. So nobody cares about my business cards. Very rarely do I get asked for them. So I do make sure I have them on me on for those rare occasions. But like, I didn't really need to buy them, honestly. So if you know you're in that situation, say you teach Pilates completely online through Skype and it's or through Zoom or whatever program that you use to do it, some other online program, and you know no one's ever going to ask you for a business card, don't bother. But if you work in a more traditional, you know, quote unquote traditional environment, like uh, you work one-on-one with clients out of a clinic or out of a, you know, a fitness studio or whatever, and you know that people are probably going to be looking for business cards, like I said, to write their appointments down on and that kind of thing, definitely get business cards. It's worth the investment to you. So don't forget about that and just say, oh, you know, I'm just going to focus on Instagram or whatever you've chosen and not worry about printing business cards and not worrying about have a website. No, you have to make sure those basics of your business are, you know, taken care of first, and then you can worry about sort of that other marketing stuff. So yeah, that's my tip for this week. It is totally okay to focus on one thing. In fact, it's a whole lot less stress when you do. Um, If you have any questions about that, if you have any questions about especially like, how do you choose the right one? Like you have, you have questions about how to go about asking clients, you know, about where they hang out online. You're welcome to shoot me an email. I'm happy to talk to you about it. Uh, Candice, C-A-N-D-I-C-E at Nixie, N-Y-X-I-E dot C-A. I know I always spell out my email address that will be changing soon, by the way, we're just in the last, uh, stages of getting my new website ready to launch and uh, I'm going to hopefully have a simpler email address for you guys. All right, take care and I'll be back with you guys with a new topic next week. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. I really do appreciate your time and your efforts. The times that you guys contact me with ideas for the podcast or comments about episodes or ratings and reviews, all of that, I really love it. I read all of it. I do really appreciate you guys. Um, By the way, if you would like to leave me a formal review, of course, I would really appreciate that. Head on over to iTunes, find my podcast, so Life Beyond the Massage Table, click on ratings and reviews, and then just give me a rating and a review. Five stars, of course, and a glowing review. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. You know, let me know what you really think, but I do appreciate five stars as well. Let's be real here. Now, for you guys that might be new to the podcast, let me briefly introduce myself here. My name is Candace Eisner, and I am a former massage therapist in the province of Ontario, and I've also worked in various other health and wellness careers, so I've got a pretty good view of what it's like to do what you guys do. My mission right now is to help those in health, wellness, and fitness careers build strong businesses because I really believe to my core that taking care of others has to start with taking care of you. So that's what this podcast is all about, is helping you build a business that really matches who you are and what you value and what's important to you so that 
you feel happy when you go to work each day. You feel like this career is the right one for you, that everything just works so much better for your life. Now, before I finish off and let you guys get about, you know, go about your day, I will mention where you can find me on social media if you would like to. The main place you can interact with me if you'd like to just chat or see what I'm posting about or, you know, get on my newsletter list or any of that kind of stuff, find me on Instagram. Um, Happy Little Biz is my username. Or, of course, you can head over to my website, happylittlebiz.com, and there's links to all that stuff there. All right, that's it. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll be back at you soon.